You're listening to Bell, Book, and Candle with Mela Borowski. Thoughts from a Southern Witch. Should have studied witchcraft. Should have learned to ride a broom. So me and my black cat could fly through the skies underneath the moon. Hey y'all, it's Mela Borowski. Welcome to another episode of Bell, Book, and Candle. I'm so glad you're here with me. We're still talking about sleep magic and dreams. Now, dreams and psychic gifts often go hand in hand, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. But first, I want to read you a few stories from the Dream Sourcebook. The first one is about Abraham Lincoln. It says, in 1865, Abraham Lincoln... The 16th president of the United States is asleep in the White House. Entering a state of REM sleep, REM sleep, he begins to dream. At first, he hears people sobbing. Following the sound, he wanders down the stairs in search of its source. His eyes land upon a coffin, but he is unable to see the face of the deceased. Turning to a nearby soldier, he inquires about the deceased. It is the president, the soldier responds, killed by an assassin. A few days later, Abraham Lincoln was murdered. It is 1912. The Titanic, an immense passenger ship, is making its way from England to New York. On land, a young girl dreams she's walking along a road near her home when she suddenly spies a massive sinking ship. She hears a scream and awakens. When she falls back to sleep, she has the same nightmare. Elsewhere, a man who has booked passage on the Titanic dreams more than once that he sees the ship floating askew with people scrambling about in the surrounding sea. A change in plans prevents his getting aboard. A few days after these dreams, the Titanic sinks, killing 1,500 people. Let me read you Mary Shelley's own words about the dream. Well, the nightmare that inspired her book, Frankenstein, which is said to be the world's first sci-fi novel. In 1816, at 18 years old, Shelley was on lockdown. Y'all know what that's like. She was in Lake Geneva, Switzerland with Lord Byron, and they were on lockdown due to a very cold volcanic winter caused by the eruption of Mount Tambora, creating what was called Europe's Year Without a Summer. She was stuck inside, they were huddled around the fire, and Lord Byron suggested that they write a ghost story, that each one of them would write a ghost story. And Shelley was having a lot of trouble trying to think of something, until one night she suggested that maybe a corpse could be reanimated. And that night, she experienced what she called a vivid waking dream. Let me read that. So she said of her dream, When I placed my head upon my pillow, I did not sleep, nor could I be said to think. I saw with shut eyes, but acute mental vision. I saw the pale student of unhallowed arts kneeling beside the thing he had put together. I saw the hideous phantasm of a man stretched out, and then on the working of some powerful engine, show signs of life and stir with an uneasy, half-vital motion.'" 
Frightful must it be, for supremely frightful would be the effect of any human endeavor to mock the stupendous creator of the world. I opened mine in terror. The idea so possessed my mind that a thrill of fear ran through me, and I wished to exchange the ghastly image of my fancy for the realities around. I could not so easily get rid of my hideous phantom. Still it haunted me. I must try to think of something else. I recurred to my ghost story, my tiresome, unlucky ghost story. Oh, if I could only contrive one which would frighten my reader as I myself had been frightened that night. Swift as light and as cheering was the idea that broke upon me. I have found it. What terrified me will terrify others. And I need only describe the specter which has haunted me, my midnight pillow. On the morrow, I announced that I had thought of a story. I began that day with the words, It was on a dreary night of November, making only a transcript of the grim terrors of my waking dream. Thomas Edison used his dreams to brainstorm his ideas as he believed dreams often gave way to brilliant ideas. In fact, he would sometimes place a metal tin on the floor between his feet and hold a rock in his hands while he would brainstorm so that when he drifted into sleep, the rock would fall out of his hand into the tin and wake him up. It was his way of what's called WBTB or wake back to bed, which is used for lucid dreaming, albeit normally people don't use a rock in a tin today. Edison was a huge believer in using lucid dreams to enhance his creativity, so it makes you wonder how many of his inventions came from his dreams. Now, have you ever seen the movie Inception? It's a wild and crazy ride, that's for sure. It's a movie about lucid dreaming, and it was actually inspired by Christopher Nolan's personal experiences with lucid dreaming. Now, the movie is, of course, a dramatic exaggeration of certain aspects of the dreamscape and of lucid dreaming, but it's definitely interesting nonetheless. Now, have you heard this one about Paul McCartney, that Paul woke up during a dream with the tune Yesterday in his head one morning, and this later became one of his greatest hits that um, the Beatles ever produced. He almost even named it Last Night. Niels Bohr, called the father of quantum mechanics, claims that an inspirational dream led to his discovery of the structure of the atom. He got his doctorate in 1911 and attempted to understand the structure of the atom, but nothing seemed to work. So one night, he started dreaming about atoms. He saw the nucleus of the atom with electrons spinning around it like planets spin around the sun. He woke up and he just knew his dream was truth. But he was a scientist, so he had to prove it. He searched and he searched for evidence, and it became one of the greatest breakthroughs of his day. He even won a Nobel Prize for physics as a result of his dream. There are so many stories of really amazing dreams, and science can explain this phenomenon. I've had multiple experiences of dreaming things to come. 
And one particular dream I have mentioned in another episode, where a few days prior to it happening, I dreamed the entire circumstances of being told that my biological father had died, someone that I really didn't have contact with. A couple of days later, it began to play out. I got the phone call, it was my mom on the phone, and everything just happened like that. And at the time, I didn't know if I had caused it to happen, or if I'd just been shown that it was going to happen. And it really frightened me so much that I was afraid to dream for a while. Now, scientists use the Greek letter psi, P-S-I, to refer to paranormal phenomenon. So in this case, we would call these types of dreams psi dreams. So you remember how we talked about some dreams coming from our subconscious mind, just noticing things while we're awake, but our conscious mind doesn't notice? What if some people not only notice actual physical things around them, but also energy about people? So someone with a spiritual gift of reading or manipulating energy might have a dream about that. Or someone who channels information from a higher source, being open during dreaming for information to come in through that channel. What about the possibility that our Akashic records are able to be open during dreaming, allowing us to dream of our past lives or glean information from the collective source of knowledge? What if? Now we're getting into some crazy shit. Time is all curvy and cyclical and we're dreaming of things that were or might have been or might be on another timeline. I know it's getting a little crazy here. So the book, the Dream Source book, talks about four types of side dreams. There's precognitive, clairvoyant, telepathic, and mutual. So let's discuss each of those. A precognitive dream is a dream that gives you information about something that hasn't happened yet, but later it actually happens. So have you ever watched the movie Minority Report? I know a lot of people didn't like it. I enjoyed it. The dreaming people in that movie were called precogs and their dreams were being monitored and the people um, that they were dreaming about were being arrested before they even committed crimes based on the dreams of the precogs. So if we're not talking about a movie, we can think of the dreams of Lincoln and the man on the Titanic that I mentioned earlier. These were precognitive dreams, as was mine about the death of my biological father. Now a clairvoyant dream is where you dream of something that actually already exists in the world, but you didn't have knowledge yourself about it before. So it's a lot of those deja vu experiences that you may have. I have them all the time. I would say about once a week, if not more, I have really strong deja vu. And it could be little tiny things, but I feel like this already happened or I've been here before. Now deja vu and the precognitive dreams can be intertwined. So a lot of my deja vu clairvoyant bits and pieces of life are small, like someone walks into a room a certain way or someone turns a certain way in front of a certain picture or they say something that I've heard before. Clairvoyant dreams can also encompass astral travel or remote viewing where you're watching something going on during your dream that you later find out to be true. My aunt calls this dream walking and some people are very gifted in doing this. Now, a telepathic dream is where you have direct communication between yourself and another person. 
And a mutual dream is where two or more people dream very similar dreams on the same night, but not necessarily at the exact same time. So how do you know it's a side dream and not just a regular dream that you need to interpret via all its symbols? The very best way is to keep a dream journal so you can write down all the dreams as you remember them and any notes as far as, oh, okay, this came true or this was deja vu or some information that you've gleaned from it. And you might just be able to learn what a side dream feels like or looks like to you. I've read that side dreams can be more vivid. They might have a special quality about them, like an old time movie. So you may be able to learn what your side dreams actually look like. So we've discussed incubating dreams before, and there are ways that you can incubate side dreams as well. So if you try any of these dream experiments, please let me know. The first one is best done when you have people who are going to be sleeping in close proximity, like sleep over at a house or camping or something of that nature. You'll need six pictures the size of a standard piece of paper. The pictures need to be very simple and very different from each other. So like a dog on one, a boat, a cloud, a tree, just very simple things. You can print them out, you can draw them, you can even cut them out of a magazine. So one person's the sender and selects a picture to send to the receivers as they sleep. The sender concentrates on the image, visualizing it several times that night. The sender could also visualize a web or a network connecting them to the others who are sleeping and receiving. The receivers try to tune into the sender as they are falling asleep, and they might even state an intention, something like, tonight I will dream about the picture sent my way. So in the morning, each receiver draws a picture of what they dreamed. So you don't discuss anything with anyone, you don't look at the other pictures, and so then once everyone has drawn the picture, the sender will then show all six of the original pictures. The dreamers try to guess which of those pictures the sender had been sending to them. And they can even look at their own pictures to try and figure out what it is. And then each person recounts their dream. And then and only then does the sender tell everyone which picture that they sent. Now another experiment can be done between two people where one is the sender and one's the receiver and they should again be in the same location overnight. The sender will have to stay awake while the message is being sent and the receiver needs to be sleeping. The sender writes down on paper what message they wish to send while the other one is sleeping. You decide where the sender is going to be. Maybe they're going to sit outside the door while the person sleeps or even be sleeping in the same room or whatever you decide. So the receiver goes to bed and about 90 minutes or so after the receiver has fallen asleep, so you're gonna need to determine how long it takes for your receiver to fall asleep. Like my husband is asleep in five minutes or less. For me, it might take up to an hour. So you add that in plus the 90 minutes and then the sender begins to send the message by repeating the words of the message in their head. 
You can do this several times throughout the night if the sender is willing, or you can just do it that once. And then the next morning, the receiver um, talks about all the dreams that they had that night, trying to figure out the message. And then the sender can reveal the message. Here's an experiment that you can do alone. You'll need 20 to 30 color pictures. They can be cut from a magazine, but every one of them should be different and they should be fairly simple images. Then you put each picture into a separate manila envelope and shuffle them up. When the stack is mixed up, you're gonna select just one envelope and put an X on the back. It doesn't have to be a big X, just a little X on the back of it. Do not look at what's inside, but take that envelope and put it under your pillow or your mattress. And then you can set your intention that as you go to sleep, you will dream about the picture you selected and you will remember the dream when you wake up. So the next morning, record your dreams and then pull out your envelope from under your pillow or mattress and immediately shuffle it with five other envelopes from your big stack. So pull out five from the 20 or 30 um, and shuffle it up. Lay them face up so the backs don't show. You don't want to see which one has the X on it. And then you're going to open each envelope of these um, envelopes with the pictures inside. You're going to examine the pictures and lay them on their corresponding envelopes so they don't get mixed up. So look at the pictures that you have and see if you can figure out which one was the target picture, the one that you slept on overnight. And then when you've chosen one, flip it and see if it matches. See if that envelope has the X on the back. This has really been a lot of fun talking about all different types of dreams and um, sleep magic. And I am just so interested in hearing about what you want us to talk about as far as sleep magic and dreams. Have I missed something important? Would you like to share one of your dreams still? I'd love to get a voice message. So click that link up above and um, or on the side or wherever it is, wherever you're listening to me. I'd love to hear from you. And y'all be blessed and take care of yourselves. Thank you all for listening to Bell Book and Candle. You can follow Mella on Instagram and Facebook at Bell Book Candle SC. That's Bell. B-E-L-L-E, or become a patron at patreon.com forward slash bellbookcandle.